Welcome to the Top Business Leaders Podcast. You'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more and to download our show notes, go to topbusinessleaders.com. I'm delighted to welcome our guest today, Alexandra Watkins, the author of Hello, My Name is Awesome, How to Create Brand Names That Stick. Thanks, Dan. Nice to be here. Oh, I loved your book. It was the funniest book I've ever read, the funniest business book anyway. I'll give Jerry Seinfeld some props for his books too. But outside of him, your book is not only informative, it's also very funny. I'm wondering, um, can you read a short passage from your book that gives people an idea of uh, your writing style and your personality? Sure. Let me first just quickly say what my book is about. So Hello, My Name is Awesome is about how to create brand names that are great. And a lot of the book is about what not to do. And I am going to read you a passage called When You Don't Want to Imagine That. It's good to have a name with visual imagery, but only if it's positive visual imagery. All right, here we go. I was totally grossed out when I saw one of the sponsors of a charity event I was invited to was named Toilet Tree. The logo was a tree, a tree I imagined where one might pee or worse. Ew, the imagery is disgusting. I thought surely they must sell supplies for commercial restrooms, but no, Toilet Tree sells personal care products including ones for better oral hygiene, electric toothbrushers, flossers, things you put in your mouth. I suspect the company was trying to be clever because if you say toiletry fast like an auctioneer, you might hear toiletry, T-O-I-L-E-T-R-Y. But if a person only hears the name, they would assume it was spelled that way. It would forever need explaining. I can imagine something like this phone conversation. It's spelled toilet, then tree, like a Christmas tree. The perplexed person on the other end is now thinking about how Santa goes to the bathroom. As a name, toilet tree stinks. Fantastic. You know, I've read portions of your book, and I swear they could be keynote speeches, word for word. I'm wondering, and I'm sure our listeners are wondering too, when they sit down, how do they make the book, the, the written word, sound like how you speak? Write it like how you speak. Something you can do is don't get stuck looking at a piece of paper at your screen. Start talking into a recorder and telling stories. Have those transcribed. You can go on Fiverr and get your text transcribed for, I think, as little as $10 for 10 minutes. Then take what you said and tighten it up to be where it's a book. Don't, don't try to write a book. Just start telling stories. Fantastic advice. I'm wondering, this is the second edition of your book. The first edition was wildly successful, of course. Why did you decide to update it? And a follow-up question, how has the book 
helped you market your business? Well, let me let me flip those questions because the reason I wanted to update it is because the book helped me so much in my business. The book, I did not want to write a book. My parents were authors. I knew there wasn't really any money in writing books, but I didn't realize, my parents did it as a passion. I didn't realize as a business person how much a book could propel my business. So when a publisher, Barrett Kohler, approached me and asked me to write a book, I was very resistant. I talked to a number of authors, though, and they shared stories of what, with me of how the book was like a business card. So I thought, all right, I'm going to try it. I actually took one of my presentations, and that's what I turned into a book, which is another tick. Take a presentation, turn it into a book. So the book, Out of the Gate, Inc. Magazine named it a top 10 marketing book. It started getting a lot of attention. And what happened is not only did I get hired by people, almost everyone who hires my firm, Eat My Words, has read my book. But the great thing is usually when people would come to us before, they would be misinformed. We would have to, I would have to do a lot of selling. They wouldn't really understand what made a name great. But after they read my book, I didn't have to do any selling. They were already sold. They didn't need to be educated on what makes the name great. They already knew. I had given them lots of tools to try it on their own, and they all did. But then they just said, you know what? You do it. Just like you can give me a recipe to make. I might make it or I might just say, you know what? Let's just go out to eat, honey. (laughs) So yes, go ahead. I needed to, I needed to update that book. It had been five years. The book was great for the business, and you know it it trickled off uh, after a couple of years, and it was time for a refresh. So I decided to do a five year anniversary edition, but I didn't want to just. Uh, well, you can ask me about the content. I don't want to keep talking. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, um, you know, a lot of my clients come to me and they have like 15 ideas for books and uh, it's hard to keep them focused on one solid idea. And it seems that you have your method and you're really tightly focused, but you must have a million other ideas too. How did you stay focused when writing the book? I, I think taking that presentation, which is an hour long, are really 45 minutes long. That's what helped me stay focused because I took what was in my presentation and I just chunked that out into chapters. That was the easiest thing to do. But I'll tell you, there's, you know, sometimes I would, I wanted to add a chapter on domain names and my editor said, no, no, you don't need a whole chapter. Just make that supplementary material on your website. I knew because I run my business No, that's really important. Domain names are what people really want to know about. So trust your instincts, but don't try to shove it all in one book. That's what other books are for. Great. I'm wondering, when you're you're the expert in this field, and just to give people some background, tell us about some of the companies that you have uh, branded or names that we are very familiar with. All right. Well, a name that you might have heard of that – I didn't name this for my company, Eat My Words. I named this as a freelancer for a company called Strategic Name Development, and it's the Wendy's Baconator. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my claim to fame. I can't really put it in print. I named uh, Mac and Cheetos for Wendy's. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. It's a robotic vacuum named Neato. Those are some of our better known names. Uh, there's a energy gum that you see at a lot of uh, convenience stores at the counter called Alert. That's a gum from Wrigley's. It's an energy gum full of, it has a lot of caffeine, keeps you awake. Uh, so those are some of the names you might recognize. We work with clients like Google, Disney, Xerox, Frito-Lay, lots of big brands. Great. Just I want to give people an idea of um, of the kinds of clients you work with. So you deal with some top name companies. I'm wondering, uh, since you are the expert and you know what you're doing, did you feel the need to send the book out to beta reviewers or get a feedback on your writing or your ideas from anyone else before you went to print? I suggest that people do that. Here's what I did. I was an advertising copywriter for years and years. So I was already a really good writer and a tight writer, no extraneous fluff. However, you know, turning in my first book, I didn't send it to people to read. I maybe let a couple people read it, including my mother who, who has a, is a writer herself, but, but, you know, of course, wasn't going to chop it to pieces. What my publisher does, which is a great thing to do is they give the book to four different people, someone who's in your field or closely related field, someone who knows nothing about what you do. I think they picked, they might pick somebody from academia, which I don't really think is a great idea for my style of writing. And then they look at it themselves. Every person writes a report. It's like getting a book report on your book. And they say it's three, three or four pages and they write, here's what I liked about your book. Here's some areas that, that really jumped out. If, and then they'll talk about trouble spots. Now, you can take or leave the feedback. If multiple people, though, say, I didn't understand this, that's a signal to you, hey, you better change that. But don't rely on just your friends. And get a really, really good editor. No matter how good you are. Uh, my editor, in addition to professional editors, a woman who works for me, Janice, is a fantastic editor, and she added so much value to my book. Sometimes, as an author, you don't see the forest through the trees. Mm -hmm. So tell me how you're using your book to get more business now. Well, I ordered 2,000 copies of my book so I could get a 70% discount from my publisher. And you have to look at your book as a marketing investment. It Do not think of it as, okay... Don't even think of your book. You're, selling books will not make you money. Selling the book won't make you money. The book will make you money because it's your business card. It will give you credibility and bring you business. So what I have done is I am sending books to everybody. And I'm not just sending one book. I will send a box, a cute little box of four books the first book is signed to that person and the other three books have post-it notes on them. So instead of it, the name tag saying, hello, my name is awesome. It says, hello, my name is, and there's a post-it note that says, share me. So people can, can share them. Now, not everybody's going to want to share books. If you're sending it to another author, they're probably already inundated like Dan, I'm sure you are with tons of books, but Giving your book to somebody who's a consultant that might have clients that would be synergistic with your business is a fantastic idea. And 
I have been putting my books in tiny little libraries for fun. Hmm. It's a great idea. Oh, and in the tiny free libraries, I put them all over my neighborhood where I live. And you know where I live down in San Diego uh, near you. I live down in Ocean Beach, Point Loma. And in each of the books, I wrote a little note that says, hi, neighbor. I hope you enjoy this book that I wrote. Because I don't want them to just think, hi, neighbor, I put this book in here. Like, I hope you enjoy this book that I wrote. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, please let me know how you liked it. And I put my email address in there. So I'm hoping some people pick up my book and contact me. I thought that would be a really fun way to meet people that are fans. And just for that's for the social aspect of it. You can't use your book for just for pure business reasons. I mean, be nice about it. But yeah, I get my book out every year. I speak at Stanford at the grad school. Everybody gets my book. 300 students, they all get a free copy of my book. A lot of your book needs to be optics. I want Stanford students to be walking around carrying my book. An ebook is fine, but nobody's going to see the ebook. But that Stanford student, lots of them are entrepreneurs, obviously starting big companies. They're going to either need my book or they're going to know somebody who's going to need my book. So, so you can't think of – you have to think of the, your future customers too. It can't just be people that need you right now. Great idea. I love that. No, no one can see an ebook, but the, the optics of 300 people walking around the Stanford campus with your bright yellow-covered book – is going to start conversations and uh, who better than future entrepreneurs from Stanford. That is absolutely brilliant. Has the book led to other speaking engagements for you? Yes, the book. Wow. Yes, I have. The book has not only led to speaking engagements, one particularly uh, good example is United Fresh Produce is a produce growers association, and they have a branding conference every year called Brandstorm. They invited me to be a keynoter, and as part of – so I use my books as a negotiation tool. I knew that, sure, they could – they offered me, a, a, you know, to pay me, and I said, well, if you – could I – I wanted more, but I said – then they didn't really want to give me more. And I said, how about this? Give away my books to everybody because I knew I would get far more value out of everybody having my book. So they used my book as a registration incentive to get people to sign up for the conference. And they mailed my book in advance. My book at the time was skinnier. It was an airplane book. I think it was about 100 pages. Now it's 150 but people read my book before they came, and a lot of people read it on the airplane. After I spoke, I got off the stage. A fellow came up to me. He owned a company called Utah Onions, and he said, I, I loved your talk. I read your book on the airplane. Let's work together. So use your book that way. Do not Don't get hung up on... Oh, no, they have to pay for it. Look at the long-term value. What is it really? Don't nickel and dime it. Think about who, who, who is going to have this book in their hands that could hire me one day. 
Fantastic. I always tell my clients that no one wants to read the encyclopedia about their topic. They want to get on a plane in New York and finish the book by the time they get to L.A. And you just proved my point. So oh, <laughs> I thank love you. Yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I also, I also uh, am now a uh, paid influencer for a company called VeriSign, who you may have mm-hmm. heard of. They're the dot-com people. They make a product called Name Studio that helps people find available domain names. I love Name Studio, and I was already using it. We found each other, match made in heaven. So I go out and do a lot of speaking for them at tech conferences. They give away my book as an incentive. And that's worked out really well. I did a consulting gig with them at South by Southwest where they sponsored a lounge. People could sign up to meet with me, have a 15-minute mini consultation on their name, and get a signed book. Fantastic. So you've really leveraged the book into multiple streams of income. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. As we wrap up, do you have any final words of advice for thought leaders who are writing their books? Yes. If you, yes, start, just collect stories. Trust me, you will never remember them later. So anytime somebody, you, somebody sends you an email about something interesting or you hear it, just send yourself an email, you know, book, you know, book, chapter, you know, book, you know, names that suck chapter, book, corporate creativity chapter. So then that way, when you get to those chapters or, you know, keep notes on your phone, whatever it is that you do, but don't think you'll remember it later. And then that way, when you get around to writing your book, you have all those at your disposal and you don't have to search your brain's dusty filing cabinet trying to find them. Well, thank you, Alexander. Why don't you remind us again the name of your book, the name of your website, and how people can get in touch with you. Okay, my book is called Hello, My Name is Awesome, How to Create Brand Names That Stick. If you look for it on Amazon, make sure you get the one with the blue name tag, not the red one. They have both. My website is eatmywords.com, and I am at alexandra at eatmywords.com. Thanks for listening to Top Business Leaders, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.